This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Mark Cuban, and you're listening to the Step Back, the best Mavs podcast ever. I like this, TK. I like that. Yeah, it's the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk get the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Luka with the step back three. Oh, Boy, Chris Stabs, looking like Duncan Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fit a gap on your team head. How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and Dallas basketball on SI colleague, Matt Glatson. The Mavs, it's official. They are the seventh seed. They are locked in. For a battle with the Clippers, who clinched the two seed with a win over the Nuggets last night. And, you know, we'll get into some of the numbers as far as, you know, Mavs versus Clippers here in a little bit. But, Matt, let's start off by just talking about how the Nuggets very obviously ducked the Mavs. Like, they they did not want to play the Mavs in the first round. It was very apparent by their last couple of games. <laughs> did, did you see it too? Or, I mean, is that just me? Uh, Sure. I didn't watch them. Okay. The, well, we're talking the Clippers games. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch them. Um, no, 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 not the Clippers. It's the Nuggets. So, okay, so. Or, sorry, <clears throat> the Nuggets. Yeah, so, look, if they had beaten the Lakers the game before they played the Clippers, they would have only been a half game behind the Clippers going into that one. So they're beating the Lakers, but then they basically just don't play their starters for the second half, and they tank the rest of that game. <laughs> when they would have, they would have won it if they kept their starters in. And then they were up against the Clippers in the fourth quarter, and they were playing well, and they they benched their starters again. Which I mean, I know this close to the playoffs, you don't you don't want to get anybody hurt, but I mean, the facts are the facts. The Mavs were 2-1 and one against the Nuggets in the regular season. The only one that the Nuggets won was by one point, and it was really a fluke turnover by Dorian Finney-Smith at the end uh, that kept the Mavs from getting a shot to win it. And uh, the Mavs, they just matched up really well with the Nuggets over the course of the year. And the Nuggets have had an even worse defense than the Mavs have in the in the bubble so far. Mavs have one of the best offenses, so I mean, I just i i i really think that they tried to duck the Mavs. So you know, the Clippers they're they're not a good matchup for the Mavs at all. I've got some numbers on that. I'm going to throw at y'all here in a second, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, they're here now. Uh, obviously they they would have had a a better chance of moving on if they played the Nuggets, given how they played them in the regular season. 
But, you know, it, it's going to be a good experience for for Luca and KP, no matter what the result is. It's going to be a learning experience. Neither guy, neither one of those guys has, has played in the playoffs. I mean, really, aside from J.J. Barea, uh, you know, there's a lot of these Mavs players on the rosters that have never played in the playoffs. So it's going to be a good experience uh, to get under their belt and you know if if they can if they can get clicking from the three point line if they can get some shots to fall it'll be a competitive series if not it could get ugly quick but it is what it is i'm excited for it first mavs playoff basketball since 2016 let's get it matt <laughs> uh yeah um i think you and i have two different ideas of what's com- competitive um we do my idea my idea of competitive is even if the clippers sweep them as long as the games are close i'll be i'll be fine with it because i know they're not beating the clippers in a series but as long as they push them in each game and um you know none of them are blowouts or three of the four aren't blowouts and they're really close you know competitive games that's fine um, this is the worst case scenario, absolute worst case scenario in my opinion. Uh, I would have rather played the Lakers, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and it's it is what it is. It's it's their first time in the playoffs for it's for either guy, right? KP never made it. Yeah. With the, yeah. He never made it with the Knicks. Right. Luca's been in playoffs in Europe. That doesn't count. Um. So it was going to be a learning experience either way. They were probably going to be overwhelmed either way because Kawhi and Paul George are going to play. We'll see that forty-two minutes a game. <laughs> I, I agree with you for the most part. It, it's a it's definitely it's definitely not the NBA playoffs. But you know what Luca did for Real Madrid, and even with uh, you know with the Slovenian national team. I mean that's not. <laughs> that's not easy. I mean, it. He's that. No, that, I get that. That was pressure. Pressure postseason situations, and he played really well, especially in the biggest moments when they needed a shot and everything. So, I mean, if right, they right, right. if they find if the Mavs Justin Jackson played in a national championship game for North Carolina. Yeah, Trey Burke was very clutch in March Madness. That is, that, which are also very high high pressure situations. It's different than the NBA playoffs when you have two of the five best players in the league staring you in the face. Okay, yeah. But, and guarding you for but, 44 minutes. <laughs> but in regards to those two examples, it's the same thing as when people were evaluating these draft prospects for the 2018 class, and they were trying to compare what the players had done in the NCAA to what Luka had done overseas. I mean, it's just not a comparison. Uh, no, I get that. What I'm saying is... Nothing is comes close to the NBA playoffs in terms of the intensity. Oh yeah, so it's going to be overwhelming. I don't care what anybody says. It's it's he's going to be a step up probably over KP or um, any other European that you know hasn't had his type of international success. But it's still going to be very overwhelming because you have two of the most intense defenders in the league and two of the best just best players in the league on you in your face up your ass for 44 minutes and it's going to be really tough it's it's going to be different than when they're in the regular season and they're 
you know, trying to play these minutes games and keep those guys fresh and all that stuff. I'm just telling you, it's going to be different. I still think he's going to play well. I still think he's going to be very good because he's Luka, but it's just, it's going to be different. I think it's a given. I think it's a given for pretty much everybody that, you know, he's going to play well. And I mean, I agree. It's going to be tough. I mean, literally two of the best or probably the best perimeter defenders on the, on the same team or just defenders in general on the same team. And uh, their main focus is going to be Luca. And then you have Patrick Beverly who I don't, I don't think he's played much in the bubble, but you know, he should be back for the playoffs. And then you've got Montrez Harrell. Uh, you know, he, he hadn't played in the bubble because of a, a death in the family that, that hit him pretty hard. And, now he's coming back and he's super motivated. So, I mean, it is. It's going to be really, really tough. But I mean, to to be the best, you have to go through the best. And even, even let's say your worst case scenario there, Matt. Say the Mavs do get swept in a worst case scenario, that would at least open up everybody's eyes. You know, the players, the coaches, the the front office. It would open everybody's eyes to like, wow. This is how far away we actually are, you know, if it does happen. So, I mean, there's positives that can be taken from any scenario. But the biggest thing is these guys are going to get playoff experience, something that they don't have. They're going to be lined up against some of the best in the business for a seven-game series, and hopefully they can take away, you know, some stuff and learn some stuff from them while it's going on. But... You know, just overall, depending on how many games the Mavs can win in the series or if they could even possibly pull off an upset, it's not going to come down to Luka and KP's numbers. It's going to come down to if the, you know, the other guys can hit their threes. Because all the focus is going to be on Luka. Uh, They're going to be playing KP probably the same way when he touches the ball. So if you get an open shot in this upcoming series for the Mavs, if you're Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Seth Curry, I mean, it, if, if you are Maxi Kleba, if you are open for three, you have to hit your open threes in this series. I mean, it, a missed open three might as well just be a turnover in this series. So uh, that, that's, what's, yeah, that's, what, that's, what's going, that's what's going to you know, determine how many games the Mavs can actually win and if they can potentially pull off an upset. Because overall this season, as a team, the Mavs shoot 46% from the field and about 37% uh, from three which, you know, is is over league average. I think league average is around 35, so that's pretty good. But against the Clippers, they shoot their fifth worst overall field goal percentage and fifth worst three-point percent. So they're 42% from the field when they play the Clippers, and uh, three-point percentage drops from 37 to 31. Uh, so that's not good. Obviously, that <laughs> you have to... That just shows how good defensively the Clippers are. Everybody knows this. We've we've seen it in three games that they've played them now. But um, I mean that's that's really what it comes down to. I mean they still they shoot the same amount of threes uh, that they do per game versus everybody else when they play the Clippers. They just don't make as many as they do against some of these other guys. And there's really not. I, I did say that about hitting open threes, but with the Clippers as good as they are across the board defensively, 
it's it's kind of hard to get an open three. <laughs> they're really long. Man. They're they're really long and they're really good at they're closing really out. You know, they're really intense. Um, <laughs> you can have a guy with I mean, like five feet of space, and then next, you know, it only takes one of their guys a second to close out and uh, make it more difficult. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I all I know basically basically what they did this summer. It, or last summer, I guess. It's, thanks, Corona. Um, <laughs> if time is flat circle, it really is. Um, but basically, what they did to build this team was they put a bunch of like Tasmanian devils around a Terminator, around two Terminators, yes, and just said, "Go get it." <laughs> and they're going to be impossible defensively in the playoffs. I, I. There, there have probably been times this season where they haven't looked up to expectation, but that's, you know, they've been resting people all year without, like, without fail. Right. There's still some crazy stat about how many times Paul, George, and Kawhi have played together up to this point, and I don't know exactly what it is, but they were talking about it when the Mavs were playing them earlier this uh, in, in the bubble, and it's just like, wow. Yeah. Like, those guys are going to be together every single night in the playoffs. And another thing is, <clears throat> you talked about threes, or just offense in general. If Justin Jackson or Michael K. Gil- Gilchrist play a single minute in this series, <laughs> I'm gonna be, throw stuff at the TV. Be nice. Like, I really be am. nice. <laughs> well, mo- okay, more Justin Jackson than than Michael K. Gilchrist actually, because he actually had some 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 good things happen the other night. I mean, look, um, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, he's a liability on the offensive end for sure, but he showed that he can, you know, he can actually get to the basket. And uh, he actually scored on an and one. He missed the free throw, but his his defensive impact is incredible in two games. And, you know, the game against the, uh, the Jazz, where they came back from 22 down, it was like, okay, well, Donovan Mitchell wasn't playing and. Uh, you know, maybe that was just kind of a fluke because, you know, it, it really wasn't the full Mavs versus Jazz. It was more each team's reserves versus each other. But then in that Portland game, he got about 17 minutes, I think, or somewhere around there, and he made a, another big defensive impact and uh, pretty much changed the game or the feel of the game while he was in there. So I, I do think MKG... If they get in like a desperate situation, you know they could throw him out there and mix it up and and just see what happens. But his, well, his lack so of offense. What, what I'm trying to get at. What I'm trying to get at here, and yeah, his lack of offense is is just a major horrible thing. But they need, just need to tighten up the rotation. They need to stop throwing out JJ. They need to stop throwing out you know. Yeah. It needs to be less than 10 guys. It needs to be a playoff rotation. Luka and KP each need to play 40-plus minutes. And that's the only way this is going to work. I know they'll probably get tired because um, they're not used to that every single night. <clears throat> but that's just how it's going to have to be. What that rotation is exactly, I don't know. But Seth has to play a lot. Tim Hardaway Jr. has to play a lot. Uh, Luka and KP, obviously. And then, you know... <clears throat> Other than that, you know, Maxi and Dorian have to be out there a lot. So you're probably looking at a seven, eight man rotation total, maybe. Yeah. 
and that's that's all you can really afford. And you know, I've just been kind of going through all these all these different players, these splits. You know how players have done throughout the season versus you know how they do against the Clippers. <clears throat> and you mentioned Seth Curry. Uh, he played in two of the three games against the Clippers this year, and he only shot four threes per game, but he's shooting, uh, let me find it here, 62.5% from three against the Clippers. So <laughs> if he's healthy, if that if that leg soreness isn't anything, you know, real serious to, uh, something real serious to worry about, then, I mean, hey, maybe he can be the, the difference maker in this series if he, ups his volume a little bit because for whatever reason he shoots a whole lot better against the Clippers than a lot of other teams that the Mavs have played this year. Uh, I think I know what that reason is. What is that? I actually think I do. His father-in-law is the coach. That, yeah, so yeah. Like, he really wants to impress him. <laughs> so he's like, hey, I know you probably don't like me very much because I married your daughter, <laughs> even though you say you do. But I'm going to show you why I'm worth it. And then he just goes out and yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even think about that, but that probably does have something to do, <laughs> something to do with it. Uh, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith, he sh- he shot uh, on the season about thirty eight percent from three against the Clippers in three games this year. He shot just thirty three percent, so that can't happen because you know he'll at least end up with at least a couple of wide open threes per game, maybe not completely wide open, but it'll, it'll, there, there will be daylight. So he's got to hit his threes. Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, he shot 40% from three on the year and against the Clippers only 31.6%. So it it goes back to what I said earlier that they've just got to hit their shots. If, If they go cold from three, they just, they don't have enough, on the defensive end to make up for it later in the game. They've, they've got to be firing on all cylinders if they're going to, you know, make this a series. And, I mean, to be honest, and one of my one reason I'm optimistic is they look – the Mavs, even though they didn't win the last game, the last three games overall, they've looked really good as far as their shooting goes. Uh, the Milwaukee game, we didn't do a recap for that one, but that was an incredible performance from, from Luka in the clutch. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, he had, what, 27 points in that one and hit uh, probably six or seven threes. I had to look at the exact numbers, but he was really good. That was his breakout game of the bubble. And then against the Jazz, they sat Luka, KP, and uh, – Finney Smith, but then that gave uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Seth Curry a chance to get going, which they did, had their shooting stroke going, and uh, and then everybody seemed to play pretty well in the in the Portland game, even though Luca looked a little disinterested at times and wasn't real careful, you know, handling the ball and everything. But as far as the overall shooting goes, I was very encouraged by these, you know, these last three games and. Uh, we're obviously recording before their final game against the Suns, but I don't even know how many. If Luka and KP play in this one, I don't know how many minutes they'll actually play. This is it, it doesn't affect their standing whatsoever. So I don't know why they would, you know, go hard in this one <laughs> unless they just want to end the season on a positive note before going into the playoffs. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be very, um, very tame, very vanilla, very Josh Reeves, MKG, Justin Jackson, Trey Burke heavy. You know, I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but right now, I mean, like I said, we're just we're getting excited. Uh, DallasBasketball.com is going to have a lot of great content, you know, going into the playoffs and throughout the playoffs and. Uh, we've got a huge Mavs guest coming on uh, Monday, right before the playoffs start, and it's going to be great. I'm not going to spoil it, but it, it's going to be great. You're going to want to listen to that one before the playoffs get going. But we're excited. Like I said, first Mavs playoff series in four years. Last time they were in a playoff series was 2016. It's been a very, very long time, and we're super excited. And like I said, we're just we're hoping for the best. If the Mavs role players can hit their threes, uh, maybe they can make this thing a series. But either way, we're excited for it. Matt, you have anything to add? Just another stat. This is also the first time the Mavs have been in the playoffs since I've covered the team for under working under Fish. So um, it's been a grind. It's been tough. Definitely has. But we made it. (laughs) We did. (laughs) All those positive season outlooks that have just, you know, not panned out. Oh, by the way, and you can give your your stat. Was that the stat or you had another stat you were going to give? Well, I was just going to say, technically they made the playoffs that first year, but I wasn't really technically on the staff. It was the Rondo year, and I just don't don't count that. (laughs) So, Well, I got to say, too, I mean, if – if the Mavs lose today, they'll be they'll have 43 wins on the year. If they win, they have 44. Well, on my season prediction pod, that was that one I did solo, and I told you I'm never doing it again because it was a pain. But anyway, <laughs> I predicted that the Mavs were going to win 45 games and that they would be the seventh seed in the West. And given everything that's happened, I mean, I know the pandemic, it shorted us seven regular season games. And, you know, they could have eventually gotten up to the 50-win mark if that hadn't happened. But uh, I'll take my W's where I can, Matt. <laughs> hey, I, I, finally, think, I finally got one. I think I had them at, <clears throat> I think I had them at 43, didn't I? I think they did. I, I had to go back and listen to that one. It was the one right after that solo pie we talked about it. I think you did have them at 43. I think so I had that, them at 43, but I think I might have had them as the 8 seed. I can't remember. Yeah. Either either way though, they, you know this season it, it turned it out. It turned it, it it turned out about as about as good as we thought it would, and really it turned out better. But the record just doesn't really reflect that due to uh, cutting out of like I said seven regular season games because of the pandemic. But it's been a fun season. Uh, it comes to a close today, the regular season, and then. Postseason starts next week, and that should be fun. And then uh, after all that gets, you know, finished with, we'll set our sights on the off season and see how we can improve this roster going forward. But uh, guys, that's going to do it for another episode. We appreciate all the support. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe on all your favorite platforms. Uh, look up our YouTube channel, subscribe there as well. Uh, we really appreciate it. Y'all come in and support and listen every single week. Uh, y'all did it through the the dead of the, the NBA suspension when we put out some episodes, even though it had been a long time since we did it, and we really appreciate that. So 
Hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Have a great weekend. We will see y'all on Monday with a very special Mavs guest. Y'all have a good one. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of chains. These days I'm by my chips like a bag of lays. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot of. Looked up the Dirk and MJ instead of blue collar. Excited at the idea of being a true baller. Riding in the bins, a copper and pilot. Feeling like I made it, now they trying to holler. This how we thinking life's supposed to be. Media keeping all my friends close to me. Feeding me all the lies and propaganda in my eyes. I've been here forever, they thinking that I just arrived. Now step back and go on more of a letter. I treat this rap game like it's target practice. And I ain't even got an aim in my seeing headshots just for saying my name. Now I'm 18, they say I'm acting different. Labels call my phone, but I'm lacking interest. Ain't talk to my friends in a while. Ain't smile like this in a while. I'm out. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's. These days I'm about my chips like a bag of lays. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot. Remember when we used to wish to be grown? Until we got out on our own, for real. Not a ball in my car. If I don't shoot my shot, the people sending me home. Took a step back, so I've been reminiscing. Paris told the truth, wishing that we listened. But life is the best teacher. All this jibber jabber, homie, I'ma keep it authentic. All these people criticized, and now one of them did it. All our parents had dreams, and now one of them lived it. Soon as you look up, man, time to pass you by. I'm just 19, in a minute I'll be 50. Learn from the past and apply it to the present. We all got a gift and I treat mine like a present. Oh my God, I swear I'm preaching like a reverend. To the day I die, to never give me my credit. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days. When I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's. These days I'm about my chips like a bag of lays. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot of For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com/safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.